This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. That me. And we're not coughing. Well, I might cough. I might cough at least once. But the last time I tried to record the recap show, five or six times I tried to record it, and I was just coughing up a storm. I thought I was better from the old flu. It was still in my throat. But we're back, boys. We're back. I thought I'd bounce back after three days. You know, I'm an old son of a bitch. It stuck with me for a little bit. But here we are here to recap UFC 275. Woo! The card on paper was just okay. The main card was great. The final three fights were fantastic. Final three fights, I think, delivered. I think we had a robbery. I think we saw a a superstar born. We're going to get all into it. And I'm excited to talk to you. It feels like it's been a while. You know, I've been sick. You've been hearing me, and it's been just doing the pickums, and we had the break, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, just finished wrapping the Anna Conforian podcast, which will be out Sunday night. You'll be hearing this, or excuse me, Monday night. Uh, John was traveling, so we did on Monday this uh, this week. My uh, I'm on vacation this week from work. I'm not going anywhere. I just have the week off. It's my daughter's fifth birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Winnie James. Can't believe she's five. So we've been pulling out all the stops. She's getting some big gifts, and um, wife has this huge thing planned for her tomorrow, like a mother-daughter thing, and then we're going to go out to dinner with my parents, and then I think Wednesday will be a Dave & Buster's day, and then I think, well, not think, Wednesday, Dave & Buster's, and then Saturday is going to be her party with uh, cousins and family and everything, bounce house, all that shit. So it's going to be amazing. So happy fifth birthday. <coughs> There's one. Uh, happy fifth birthday, Winnie James, my beautiful, beautiful daughter. Again, no idea how she's five. I remember like it was yesterday when my wife was pregnant. I remember like it was yesterday when she was born. Whew, five years old, and she is the greatest living human being in the world. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, willing, I, I'm willing to go on a limb and say that. But a lot to cover here. You know, I had a bunch of things written down. I actually, actually lost that note. I wrote that on my phone about what to talk about. Uh, before we lead into the fights, but I kind of just want to lead into the fights. I've, I've had a few DMs from people that were, you know, I always like to tell my stories and, you know, what, yada, yada, yada. Um, obviously, the, the only thing is, is I haven't shared this on social media yet. It was just, they they shared the video on uh, Anakin Florian. You know, I admit it, and I've admitted on these, these airwaves, I admit it on the Anakin Florian airwaves that I'm a, I had a huge crush on Joanna. You know, Neil Jacek, um, I, you know, I think she's beautiful. I think, you know, she's a great fighter. Her confidence, um, her swagger, everything about her, right? I mean, everything about her was, is, I mean, just unbelievable. And I admitted it, you know, and then like a real tongue-in-cheek way, obviously, I'm happily married. But um, uh, Heidi Dean, who is, you know, works for the UFC. She's an OG. She's been in the UFC forever. She is an absolute beast, uh, very close to the fighters. And she's an awesome person. And her and I text quite a bit. And uh, on Saturday, I was going to my buddy's house to watch the fights, and I'm, I'm literally leaving to go pick up wings, and I get a video message from uh, Heidi of Joanna, and it was uh, her thanking me for giving her the shirt. So basically, she was wearing John's One More Sleep shirt, and uh, I guess Heidi told her it was from me, or some signals got crossed where she thought it was from me. And so, here, I'm going to play the audio, because this is audio only here. Hang on, here we go. Rewind it back. Ready? Here it is. Hey, Brian. It's JJ. Thanks for the T-shirt. Uh, you know we all love uh, John. Great idea. One more sleep to go. Watch me tomorrow. 
I mean, isn't I mean that's that's crazy. I'm not like a big fanboy. I'll never pay for a cameo. I'm not an autograph guy. I'm not like, you know, I probably wouldn't really ask for a picture if I saw her. I would just like the idea of meeting her or anybody that I admire. And Heidi Dean goes and gives me that video. It's just pretty fucking dope, man. It's pretty fucking surreal. Um, Again, you know, it is what it is. I fanboyed out a little bit. Sucks she lost. We'll get into that. She retired as well, which... uh, what sucks uh, all, all together. But, yeah, so I've just been chilling, you know, chilling, having a good uh, good time. Uh, this weekend, I, I'm down a unit, uh, down 1.2 units. Not good. My picks were dog shit. I went four and seven of my picks. Very rough card for me. There's a lot of spots out there that uh, that I completely blew, boys. I mean, there's, there's, there's no, you know, there's no excuses. I mean, there's a couple, you know, um, yeah, just no, no excuses. I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna pull an excuse out. I blew it. I blew some of these spots. You know, I got four fights right, which is fucking dog shit. Slime ball went one and three. First time all year it's ever. Every time I lose a slime ball, it's either two or three. I miss one fight. I've only got one fight right. Missed two fights. That's pathetic. Zero oh and three on my locks. Miss my dog. Miss my mortal. Miss my send him home. That is atrocious. But I'm feeling kind of positive because the main event was so fucking good. We're going to rebound this week. We got nine weeks in a row. Chris Curtis is fighting on the 25th. I'm off this week of work. My sweet baby girl's turning five tomorrow. A lot of shit. You know, it's not going to really drag me down when I have a bad week. Down 1.2 units. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? What are you going to do? It is what it is. This is gambling, babe. You know, I'm going to be back up this weekend. Just you wait and see. Multiple, multiple unit wins. Multi-unit weekends, Baba, uh, is what we're <clears throat> what we're looking at here. So, UFC two seventy five, unbelievable. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Right in the microphone. So I went out. So uh, did the pick em with Christian and Timbo. Christian had the strap, strapped that up, won it again. Very close race between him and Timbo this time. I was out of the running. My my picks were dog shit, but came down to to Yiri. Uh, we all were on Yiri, but Christian had him as a send him home. 30 seconds left, choked him out. No one saw that coming. Again, went on through my locks. My locks were, my mortal lock was Andre Fiejo, which we know what happened there. My dog lock was Joanna, my sweet, sweet baby Joanna. And then my send him home was Shevchenko. So, uh, Whiffed on that, you're out, bud. You know what I mean? I just, that's like going up to the plate, you know, right? You know, bottom of the ninth, you know, you're, you're up there and you're like, you know what? I got a shot here. Okay, there's one. I'll take one. Okay, I'll take two. Third one, I'm swinging though. I got action here. Strike three, game over. You know, that's that's basically me. I whiffed. Uh, didn't even fucking get the bat off my shoulders like a bitch. Uh, and the slime ball. Slime ball was rough. So slime ball was um, was Manel Cop, uh, Andre Fijo, and Yuri Perhaska. Manel Cop got pulled off of the fight because Bontrin couldn't make weight. So I had to regroup. I was going to go soon Wu Chu or Garcia. Um, that was literally the only two options I had. It didn't matter because they both lost, but I picked Steve Garcia. Uh, you know, Mashata. Mashata. 22-year-old Chinese fighter, you know, hasn't fought anybody. I thought C. Garcia maybe looked pretty good in that spot, got fucking slept. What are you going to do? So I lost the slime ball on that, and then Fiajo was my mortal lock, lost to Jake Matthews, and then Yuri was the only one that uh, pulled it out there in an incredible fight, and that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with uh, fucking Yuri versus Glover. I got a lot to say about this fight, and boys, I think you know both men get a five-star. This is a ten-star fight. I'm a five-star man! Both these guys are five-star men. Ten-star fight. Unbelievable fight. I mean, I kind of briefly talked about Anakin Florian 
Um, but it's just, it had the right amount of everything. You know, when people ask me, you know, people who don't know MMA much, but they know I'm the MMA guy, I get the question all the time. What's your favorite fight? What's your favorite fight at the time? And even if you know MMA, you know, you ask people that question and it's such a loaded question. It's really hard for me to answer that question because I love so many different fights for so many different reasons. I'm never going to lean like towards like a really sloppy Leonard Garcia type brawl as one of my favorite fights. I'm going to lean more towards like a technical fight. But what really pulls at my heart, what really gets me is like the story behind the fight. So my always go-to answer is Chuck Liddell versus Vandalay Silva, UFC 79. The build-up, Pride versus UFC, that was right in the middle of, you know, me on Sure Dog in the underground fighting with everybody about how Chuck would win. Yes, the fight happened out of the prime. Yes, it probably should have happened in Japan. There's a lot of excuses why that might not even register to people's top 10. Uh, the fight itself was pretty entertaining. There's obviously better fights out there, I would say. But for some reason, that's my go-to pick just because of everything that was built up to it. Um, and I love the fight itself. I've watched that fight a lot of times. I mean, I love Cody Garbrandt's performance over Dominic Cruz. You know, but that, that, that's not one of my favorite fights. This was one of my favorite performances. And sometimes I go back to that, too, is when someone asks me my favorite fight, my, my answer is my favorite performances. Both these guys, Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prohaska, their performances are some of my favorite that's ever happened. Just the pure grit, determination from both these guys. This is not an easy fight for either man. Unfucking believable heart and determination by both these guys. Cardio on point, toughness on point, uh, self awareness after the fact. They didn't put up any excuses. Glover said, "Man, I gassed out a little bit." Those body shots added up. Yuri said it was a dog shit performance. Like it's just unbelievable. I, I would love to see him run it back. I think they're going to give Yuri probably Jan Blahovich probably in Europe. I imagine because there was a little bit of exchange afterwards. But the fight, man, goddamn, you know Yuri coming out wasn't as active in his hands as I thought he would be and then I think obviously the Glover takedowns were, were a big deterrent of that but every time you close the distance and landed good strikes you know Glover would pick a single and and, and sometimes he didn't finish it sometimes he did and then uh, when he did, he looked good on top, and he, and, he, and he really advanced position. He had his back briefly for a minute, a couple arm trial chokes in there later in the fight, which didn't happen, and then uh, got mounted a bunch of times, but Yuri ended up getting out of it, just being a dog in there. Had a big cut from a big elbow from Glover. I thought the cut was going to be a problem. Didn't bleed as much as I thought. Fucking Yuri must be a goddamn alien. That thing was big. I thought that was going to bleed a lot. It definitely bled because it's a fucking vagina on this guy's eyebrow. But uh, it didn't bleed as much as I thought, which makes me think Yuri's a fucking goddamn alien. And then obviously the big moment in the fight was, you know, Clover still cracked, still has power, rocked Yuri pretty good. Almost had him out in his feet, definitely on a buzz and went for a guillotine. Yuri got on top. Uh, it was a wild, crazy fight. Had enough sloppiness where maybe some casuals. I said the C word. I said it. I apologize. Some of the casual fans would, would enjoy it, some of the sloppiness that's in there. And then there's some really high technical stuff. There's some game planning stuff and just heart and termination of both these guys. There's so many times that w either one of them could have just folded over and be like, okay, I've had enough. I put in, my, you know, no one's going to think less of me if I, if I folded over after this body shot. No one's going to think less of me if I tapped this arm trial and choke. There were so many moments in this fight that were so special. I haven't watched it back. I'm excited to watch it back. It's one of those fights that, like, I should go run to watch back. I haven't. Um, it, it, it's so good. It was, it, you know, it took me a little bit to go to sleep on Saturday night because I was still fucking buzzing from it. I'm a Yuri guy. I, you know, I remember him coming to UFC. I remember him outside the UFC 
And obviously, I never thought he'd be champion after only three fights. I thought he had a pretty good shot. I tweeted out future champ, you know, whatever. I picked him a little bit high in the numbers. I think Glover had a really good shot here. You know, the, the, the scores were kind of all over the place when they released the scorecards. But never in a million years. I had Yuri as a bet. I had Yuri, and then I did a same-game parlay, Yuri by knockout. So I lost that one Yuri. But the Yuri by knockout, same-game parlay, was the one that I had the, the more money on. And then Yuri being a 2-1 to favorite, I only won like a little bit of peanuts. A little peanut dust. Uh, on that bet, but um, yeah, I mean, Yuri looked unbelievable. Uh, both these guys did. I can't, you know, can't praise Glover enough. What a class act! What a fucking dude. The embed, it's all weak. Uh, he just seems like the, the coolest dude. Yuri seemed a little focused and not like jovial. Uh, you know, he obviously does have a good personality. You know, some party stories came out about him being a wild man. Um, but this, but the on at least on the embeds, he seemed pretty focused. And then the the reception he got in Czech Republic in his hometown with the with the parade coming out that that was fucking unbelievable. So big props to both guys. God damn, I love that fight, man. This is definitely creeping up. This will it, right now it's firmly cemented in top ten, maybe top five fights of all time. No one in a million years could have predicted that finish. Yuri Prohaska by rear naked choke without a hook in Glover Teixeira has never been submitted. Yuri has submissions. He went for a couple submissions. I yelled at him or yelled at the screen when he went for him. I said, what are you doing? But listen, this kid's a killer. You know what I mean? He, he has no fear in there. He was going to give up position. He's like, I got this guy's neck. I'm a big, strong dude. I can choke too. And in, in fucking man, 30 seconds left and, and Glover was just tired and, had that choke and had a tap. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe uh, I couldn't believe he tapped there and just just unreal. I, I feel like I've said unbelievable about a hundred times, um, but yeah, just goddamn dude makes the dick move. You know what I mean? That's what people come here to hear me say. It makes the dick move. Even just thinking about the fight, unbelievable. Uh, next up, Valentina Shevchenko versus Tyla uh, Santos. Uh, both both females gets a three. Um, obviously, we all were on the Santo or excuse me, the Shevchenko side. But I scored this fight for Santos. I know a lot of the criteria, people, and this and that and whatever the damage. I literally heard a guy today say that you know, even though Santos had her back, um, uh, Shevchenko was landing punches. You know, you know, landing the punches behind her. And she was doing the more damage. And, and a judge gave her one of those rounds where Santos had her back for almost two minutes. That's ridiculous, right? Those little fucking punches don't do anything. Those have never stopped the fight. You know what has stopped the fight? Body triangles. You know what has stopped the fight? Neck cranks. Even when you're not under the chin, when you're going for rear naked chokes. Uh, if it's on the chin or on the jaw or on whatever, those are stop fights. You know what stop fights? Takedowns where it hurts someone's ribs. So how can we score damage? When anything really can be damaged in MMA, anything can end a fight. We've seen uh, takedowns hurt ribs multiple times. Tyron Woodley versus Colby Covington, perfect example. Hurt his ribs on one of the takedowns. Damian Maya hurt a takedown. Glover or Charles Oliveira hurt his ribs forever going a takedown. Like uh, or Damian Maya hurt Dong Young Kim on a takedown. You know what I mean? Like these things happen. And we'll tell. So how can you judge these little backwards punches? as damage when Santos in a in a, a, a position that's very hard to get to and she's been there off fight. I had Santos winning the first three rounds. First round was close. Two and three I thought were Santos. Four and five I thought were Shevchenko. Um and, and I and I thought I thought Santos won three two. I don't think it was a robbery. I'm not gonna go crazy and sit here and scream in the streets as a robbery. I know the new criteria they're, they're scoring damage over over anything else, but I think that takes away from a really good grappler who gets in this position is, is trying to be patient. This is martial arts. This isn't Russian. Like I, I I do not agree with anybody that thinks that backwards punches 
or is scoring damage over someone on someone's back. I think that's complete bullshit. Um, in in maybe even a positive way, though, people who now get the back like this, like obviously Jose Aldo versus Cheeto Vera, something that sticks out of my mind. Cheeto lost that fight because Jose backpacked him, right, and had the back most of the fight, but did nothing with it, right? This maybe will deter people, fighters, for when they get the back to be maybe a little more aggressive. It's a very dominant position. You, If you're very good at jiu-jitsu, you can hold that position pretty well with the bottle triangle, switching the triangle from either side, you know, a lot of pressure. It, you know, it, it's a hard position for the other person to get out of. Um, but if they're not going to score that as a dominant position, then... The only positive I can see is that means the people in the back need to do a little bit more to try to finish it. There's a lot of ways you can finish it from the back. You can move the mount. You can obviously try for a choke more. You can go for an arm bar. Um, a lot of people like to get the back and cruise a little bit because it is a very dominant position and, and not, I wouldn't say easy to hold, but it, it, when you have a lockdown, you have a body triangle, it's hard for the other person to get out of. So I guess in hindsight, it's a good thing because that is a little bit of a stall tactic. You know, you don't want everyone standing anybody off their back, but it's also a dominant position. So, listen, I, you know, every week we're going to have judges' arguments. I thought Santos won enough. I thought she won three to two. Uh, Sheptanko looked really out of sorts in the beginning, was not bodying Santos like she thought she was going to do. She went for takedowns multiple times, got reversed. And I think that counts for something. I think it should count for a lot. Um, and then Sant or, and finally Sheptanko just started finally using her hands and then go for take. Finally went for a clean takedown herself in that fifth round. But, uh, yeah, I thought the damage was done, man. I had I had Santos three to two. I was very surprised by this fight. Um, again, not a robbery. It was a split decision, I believe, is what uh, is what it was. And I think one judge gave it forty nine forty six for Valentina, which I do disagree with that scorecard. But um, yeah, I mean three three. I mean both both females were they delivered. And then we got Willie Zhang versus Joanna gets a four. Yo Lee gets a four. I couldn't give Joanna any less. Listen, she was. One of the best strawweights, or not the or the the best strawweight ever. The way she defended her title, the swagger she had, the confidence she had, the shit talking she had, her style never in a boring fight. She's definitely a Hall of Famer. She's retiring. She wants to start a family. I get it. You know, you're 34. Time to start. You know, maybe pumping up some kids. I feel like she's gonna be back. She's too competitive. She's been fighting her whole life. I feel like maybe later. Uh, before she hits 40, she might be back in some capacity. But, you know, she looked she looked good. She looked ultra-aggressive in the first round against Wei Lee. And Wei Lee landed some takedowns and mixed everything up. And Wei Lee looked fantastic. She just stayed calm in the pocket. Joanna was blitzing a little bit too much. She wasn't using a ranged. Uh, she was just blitzing in, which I thought was kind of easy to read. And uh, and then finally, uh, in one of those exchanges, Wei Lee just do a back fist fucking forearm to face. Put Joanna down. I hate seeing it, but uh, she's still my queen. Uh, Wei Lee obviously deserves a title shot at this point. Um, who else is there at, at, one, at 115? I mean, Tatiana Suarez isn't walking through the door anytime soon. Carlos Barza, Wei Lee Zhang. Wei Lee, we talked about it in the conforming. They think she's going to be a three to one favorite. I get that. You know, she's working with Suhudo. She's strong. Uh, Carla's going to really need to rely on that wrestling to get things done. We don't know if she can. Uh, interesting fight. My kids are going fucking. Eight shit in the background. I do not know what's going on. I guess it's bath time. Uh, Jake Matthews versus Andre Fearhold. Man, this is the fight where, holy shit, I, I, am, I am blown away. This is five stars. I'm a five-star man! So I went on Anakin Florian. And I think I did on these airwaves too, and, and pretty much shitting on Jake Matthews. I said he's the next big thing. But he's not the next big thing. When he's ever going to turn the corner? He's got some ugly losses. He has no wins. 
against the leech that is still in the UFC, right? All those wins are guys who don't fight for the promotion anymore. And then you enter Fialho, who was a Terminator, was beating everyone, knocking everyone out, wanted this fight, wanted to keep fighting. And it was a competitive fight. And Jake Matthews didn't take a backward step, stepped forward, stood with Fialho all the time. I thought if Matthews was going to win, it was him mixing things up. He looked confident. His hands looked good. He looked big. He looked strong. Uh, I love the swagger after he knocked him out, that picture where he's almost doing like a Jordan shrug. Man, color me impressed with Jake Matthews. I love that performance. I still don't know how high his ceiling's going to be because I feel like he's proven to be inconsistent. But that Jake Matthews, the guy in the pocket, landing big shots, taking big shots against a guy who can hit in Fialho, that's a kid that's dangerous. You know, that's a that's a kid that's still really dangerous. And he does have a well-rounded game. He can grapple. He's got some good chokes. He's only 27 years old. I think I wrote him off a little too soon. I apologize to Jake Matthews. I completely blind spotted this and was all over Fialho. A couple people, a couple cappers out there like Matthews. I, I shouted him out on Twitter. I shouted him out here. MMA lock of the night locked up. Jake Matthews is not locking the night. Usually locking the night, just like my mortal lock. It's going to be a plus number, or excuse me, a minus number. It's going to be a good size favorite, not a good size favorite, just a guy that, you know, we see winning. And then I saw lock put Matthews as his lock of the night. He was an underdog. He ended up closing as a favorite, uh, I believe. So Locke, maybe Locke's moving lines, but uh, he was a plus-125 underdog, I believe, when I placed my bet with uh, with Fiajo. Fiajo was a was a minus-145 uh, um, and, and ended up switching by closing time. But uh, putting an underdog Locke in night like that, and he had a couple other spots as well. I mean, that's I, I had to congratulate that guy. That's a sharp read. A lot of other – some other people had that as well, but, man, that's a sharp read. I kind of just – Chucked it over to Jake not being the guy and Fiajo being the guy right now. And it was a competitive first round, but you can tell that first round who, who who the bully was. Jake was landing and hurting Fiajo every chance he got. Fiajo's confidence was dwindling. Seemed a little undersized in there to me, too. Jake seemed big and strong. And um, I thought Fiajo was going to put him out on the feet. You know, nice body work, end up, end up on stairs. But Jake Matthews, go back and watch that performance if you haven't. Uh, I have not, but I'm, I need to. But... Fuck man, that was that was some great shit by Jake Matthews and props to everyone that hit that. The sharps that hit that man, I was I was way off. That was a big whiff on my part. But Jake Matthews is a kid now. Like again, now this was a good performance over a really good guy. Um, you got to recut. You got to rebound well and find another good guy here. And I want to see what 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 Jake Matthews shows up. I don't want to see the tentative. He said the Jake Matthews you've seen before has only been fifty percent of me. And after watching that fight, I believe him. So let's hope that he has a George Masvidal fucking switch in his brain where he comes out and goes, "I'm I'm a bad dude. I got a chin. I'm big for seventy. I got hands. I got ground. Let's fucking go." Uh, because that's what that's what he needs to do. Because he looked phenomenal. Um, he really did. Next up, Jack Della Milena. Three name Jack. Jackie three D. Jackie three names. I'm giving out five stars like they're candy. Listen, Ramazan Vameev, I, I threw a shot at him today on the Anakin Florian, but this dude's a legit dude. He's a hard guy to fucking prepare for. Um, his his takedowns are awkward. He's big. He fought at 85. Now he's at 70. He had this weird, like, what was that on the stomach? That, like, rug? It was like a rash? Was it sunburn? Was it uh, What was going on with it? He left side of his body was all red. I don't know what happened. A lot of people like to meet here in the underdog spot. I believe uh, Christian and Timbo both picked this. This was a bet I had with Christian as well. Uh, I went two for one of my bets, right? We I had uh, Danabak Real. 
Christian won that, and then this was the $40 bet, and uh, I, I took this one on, on Jackie Three Names. Listen, um, Della Malena, big, strong kid, confident kid. There was only really one takedown attempt that Ameev had, and, and, and or maybe two, and Della Malena stuffed it pretty well. Uh, and then just in that pocket, this is kind of how I thought this fight was going to go, is Ameev likes to stay close. He likes to be on the cage. He likes to clinch. Della Malena can hurt you in the pocket close. He does not need a ton of space. He's okay being in there, right? And his reflexes are really good. So even when you're exchanging punches in the pocket, you want to go for a shot. You want to pick a single. His reflexes are there because he that's where he lives. He lives in there. And then he bounced in and out beautifully. And then body shot put him down and finished him out. And, man, great performance by Jack Della Malena. I, I'm, future's bright in this kid. He's 12-2. and two. Confidence all get out. Love this post-fight speech. Um, you know, this was a pretty big step up. Ramazan Mee's got five UFC wins, you know, or six UFC wins and, and not a chump, a really good fighter. Uh, so I like to see, you know, Della Molina just fight up. You know, everyone's saying, oh, Jake Matthews, put him with Jake Matthews. That's easy. You know, Andre Fieldhold might be a good fight. You know, both those guys standing up. So he's the better boxer in that point. There's a lot of fights at 170 right now for Della Molina, but I do think you give him the right fights with the right matchmaking. He's going to be talking top 10, top eight, by the end of this year, um, obviously, depending on how active he stays as well, this kid's good. This kid's really good. He's special. Um, I got him earmarked. I like him a lot, baby. I like him a lot. Googly eyes. Uh, Josh Kulabau, the Sun Wong Chu, great fight. Kulabau showed how tough he was. Great chin. Hurt uh, Sun Wong Chu a lot in this fight. Uh, no one, none of us, none of us idiots picked uh, Kulabau here. Both get a three. It was a very competitive fight. I thought my buddies were with me, thought Sun Chu won that fight. I thought Kulabau maybe edged out. Um, I didn't have a, a bet on the fight myself. Again, Sun Chu was going to be the slime ball replacement. I'm going Steve Garcia. It doesn't matter anyway because they both lost. Um, but Kulabau, listen, he's got a weird body. He's got that long torso and he's got short legs. And he's got kind of like that weird back fat. Looks like his ass is hanging out, but his ass is only like two inches long. We kept talking about that the whole fight, how weird his body was, but kicking crack, you know what I mean? He comes in, debuts against Jalen Turner, has a draw against, uh, you know, um, Air Jordan, you know, Charles Jordan. The kid's a real deal. He's a durable, tough dude, and Jalen Turner's a fucking beast, up a weight class. So, what are you going to do? Suwon Choi, big, big, big power. However, doesn't have the best defense, does get cracked a little bit himself, and uh, that's what happened. He just got hurt too many times. I think if he didn't get wobbled and put down the times he did, I think this could have been maybe a different side of fight. Was very close, don't have any of the stats in front of me. But I did edge it out for Kulabau here. Nice little underdog hit for anybody that had him. Uh, a lot of a lot of us were confident in Sue Choi because uh, uh, you fucking Christian Mortal locked him. So um, a lot of us were confident in him, but uh, you know it is what it is. I think his striking is very good, but I think you got to work on that defense. I think you got to work on that defense and get rid of that BTS hair. You know, quit worrying about the partner hair. Quit worrying about dying at blonde and your feather bouncy hair. You know, get back to the defense. Machate versus Steve Garcia. This was surprising. Listen, Steve Garcia is a wild guy. I don't necessarily think he's like this world-class guy yet. Um, I thought he had a leg up over Machate. I mean, listen, we've seen the Chinese fighters come in and not do well. He's kids 22 with he's fought nobody besides the guy in the contender series. He came in, looked great, looked confident, looked big, uh, slept Garcia. Garcia was rushing in with his hands down, beautiful counter right hand, uh, put Garcia down, and, and that's all she wrote. Garcia, a little bit of a wild man. 
Uh, did not see this happening, uh, obviously, because I put him in my parlay. Uh, I believe we all were on Garcia as well. Yeah, that was Timbo sent him home. Timbo had a switch to send him home. Garcia gets a fucking big fat zero, by the way. And uh, Machata gets a four. I give him four. I'm giving out numbers that are pretty high. 22 years old. Everyone's doubting you. Maybe not everyone, but I was. Maybe I talked some shit about you. Maybe I didn't. And uh, you go out there and you knock this kid out. And that's impressive. You know, you're a good size 155-er. Um, you know, if you come to the States, I think he was training out of the Chinese PI, which is no offense to Chinese PI, but you know, if you come to the States, maybe, maybe find a home with one of these teams in the States, kind of like, don't you know, uh, fucking, um, don't you know, fuck what? Uh, fuck, God damn it. Not Dong Yong Kim. Uh, what's his name? The Chinese fighter that I love. Oh, Song Yong Dong. God damn it. Song Yong Dong. Another Chinese fighter that came over, made a home on Alpha Man. I believe he lives here full time, but don't know. Um, but maybe if you do that, maybe if you come to a Fortis or, or, or American top team with something, Shantae could be big because he has good power and a good right hand. He's young, but you know, we'll see what happens. He is young. Maybe he doesn't want to leave his family. Brandon Allen versus Jacob Malkoon. I had Malkoon as a dog here, dog shot. <clears throat> Took him as a bet. It was a three, three, um, three star performance by either man. I thought Malkoon won. Could have been green color glasses. Maybe. There's a lot of debate on the criteria. Again, this is a criteria fight. A lot of people agree with me. Some, well, maybe not a lot of people. Some people agree with me. Some people disagree with me on uh, on Twitter. I get it. Again, I'm never going to say the word robbery. I thought Brandon Allen did better on the feet. I thought Malcolm landed the better takedowns. Brandon Allen got on top a few times as well. You know, it was it was a tricky fight to call. Decision unanimous for Brandon Allen. You know, um, I just thought Malcoon maybe outpositioned him a little bit. I thought he maybe won one and two. Third round, I thought was Brandon Allen's. You know, what are you going to do uh, is what it is. I just thought, you know, my handicapping in this fight is Brandon Allen's never fought a wrestler. And, you know, he showed up. He showed out okay. You know, his, his grappling is pretty good. His wrestling is pretty good. His cardio showed up a little bit. That's another thing I was worried about his cardio. Still confident as ever. Still cocky as ever after this fight. Um, you know, I, I think maybe he needs to get in there with Chris Curtis again, and, and we'll see how that cockiness goes. Let go, action, man. Kyung Yong Kang versus Dana Bakrell. Now, I thought Bakrell won this fight. A lot of people, again, I was knee-deep in wings, elbow elbows deep in wings at this point. So I, I was watching the fight. I had Bakrell. Obviously, I had money with Christian on it. I didn't have a bet uh, on Bakrell, but um, I thought he won the fight. I thought he landed the more damage. Again, this is the more damage sport. You know, Kong, you know, we're all we're all criteria on damage. I thought Bakrell hit Kong Yong King harder, and I thought, you know, Kong Yong King maybe landed the more strikes, but Donna hit the fucking harder strike. So, you know, again, this is another one where the judges – I don't know what they're thinking. I got to sit down and, and really read their criteria and try to judge and fight myself. I've, I'm fully admitted that I'm not the best at judging fights or, or you know, predicting robberies or whatever. I'm not the authority of that. I'm not Sean Sheehan. I'm not Aaron Bronster. These guys are very tuned into it. Um, I just kind of know what I see and, and I judge what I see. I would probably be a terrible judge. Um, and again, when you, when you have betting in, involved and in, then, in, you know, a buy, even if you don't want to be biased, even if you're like, I'm not biased, there's no way there's probably a little bit of biasy buried deep and down deep side, you know, and I say, maybe it's green color glass or not. I think I'm being honest with you, but in reality is maybe deep down inside, I'm not being honest. Maybe I, I think Dana won because I had a bet with Christian and I want to take that 20 from him and go buy a couple fucking six packs and drink it in his face. You know, I don't know. You know, the human the human brain's complex, boys. Silver Gomez Juarez was not long. Beautiful knockout. We all were on uh, Na Leong here because of the arm bar. Came out aggressive. Came out, said, you know what? Find my chin. I don't give a shit. Got knocked out. Gomez Juarez. The only chance she was going to win was by knocking her out. And she did. 
look good and 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 keep the stream rolling. Justin Edwards was Roman Romana Pascal. I thought Edwards looked great even at 145. She looked big. Um, Pascual is a, is a big female at 145, uh, thick girl and Justin Edwards legs look huge, picked her apart on the feet, stopped the takedowns. I thought Edwards looked really good. Good to get her back in the winning ways. Um, I don't mind her at 45. There were times where when Ramona clinched it against the cage, there was maybe a size and strength different, but back down to 135, I think Justin Edwards, you know, maybe keep some of the same size because her legs look really big. She looks strong. She looked confident. Um, and, and cardio was on point for three rounds. So that's it. That's UFC 275. Unbelievable main event. Sucks that Manel Cop got canceled. I really want to see that f- guy fight. Two fights in a row now that got canceled on him. Um, one was his fault. The other one was not. This one, Bontarine, apparently got hospitalized for um, for fucking um, weight cutting or something like that. That's uh, that's what little birdies are telling me. So this weekend, we got UFC fight night. I'm excited about it. I'm going to do a full pick em on video. So if you don't know what happened... Maybe not you. You don't know what happened. I got rid of my camera. My camera that I had was, 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 listen, I'm a businessman first. Okay. I'm a businessman. The camera I had was sold out. Every, so there's a chip problem. Yeah. Let me, let me take you back and let me, let's, let's talk economics. No, there's a chip shortage in the world and I'm an eBay seller. So I was selling a lot of shit on eBay and I noticed that the camera I had that I had for a while that I wanted to upgrade, people were paying a lot of money for it because it has been out of stock forever because of the chip shortage. So I put a price up on eBay that I didn't know if I was going to get, and I got it. So I sold the camera. So uh, the past two or three times you see my camera, the camera has been really shitty because I've been using the built-in webcam. I have since bought a new camera. It should be here tomorrow. So when I do video for the Pickums. I'll look better. Okay. So that's just something that you might not even noticed. You might not even realized it, but I'm an, I'm a psycho when it comes to that shit that I noticed it and it really bothered me. So I wanted to get that out in the open. Um, yeah. And that's it. And then let's, let's recap, not recap, excuse me, let's preview this weekend. Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett, unbelievable. I gave these picks on Anakin Florian, which should be out tonight or tomorrow. So Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett, Donald Cerrone, Joe Lozon, Tim Means versus Kevin Holland and Joaquin Buckley versus Albert Durov. Four fight main card, or excuse me, that's a that's a six fight main card. But those are the four main fights that we broke down. I really wish we would have got to Demir Ismagulov versus Guam Guam Kutsalate because Guam we haven't seen since beating Matus Gamrod, who's main eventing next week. Um, and this is like um, this is a. Uh, Ch- uh, Chimaev's boy, right? Guram. We haven't seen him. He's pulled out of tons of fights. He's fighting Demir Ismagulov, who's a fucking stud. 23 and one versus twelve and two. Awesome fight there. I have a lean. Don't know the lines yet. I only knew the lines for the first four that I named off because that's what we picked. Uh, Julian Marquez is Gregory Rodriguez. I love this fight as well. Both guys are very similar to me. Big bangers. Like to get the fight to the ground. Good jiu-jitsu. Um, Julian Marquez still, st- you know, that weird Miley Cyrus call out, dude. And then Miley responded. And you, what did he do? He blew it somehow. I, and he's like, I know what I'm doing. But no, everyone just talk about being of an idiot. You know, RoboCop, you know, RoboCop's hanging in there. The guy, every time he fights, this is an exciting fight. So looking forward to that. Adrian Ezra's Tony Kelly. Love you, Nez. Adrian Nez is, is my guy here. You know, he was on the podcast forever ago, right after the Contender Series. And he hasn't lost the UFC. He's looked fantastic. Tony Kelly. This guy got said some shit, right? You know, called Brazilians dirty Brazilians and then kind of doubled down. He's very anti-vax, anti-COVID, anti-whatever. Uh, you know, won't wear a mask type of dude, whatever. You know, he's just he's got his politics in his in, in his way. Um, I'm hoping Yanez sleeps him. I think everyone is after Tony Kelly basically being racist in the corner of his girlfriend. 
He claimed he wasn't racist. You called an entire nation dirty uh, people. So, yes, that's racist. You fucking idiot. So let's go. You Nas, Jeremiah Wells, who I have circled. I'm high on Jeremiah Wells. This is going to be a good benchmark because Court McGee is a bitch to fight. This dude does not get put away. His cardio is amazing. His grappling is good. He stays on you. So Jeremiah Wells is, is someone I'm looking at big time here, and he's getting a really good level up here at Court McGee. Um, but that's, you know, back-to-back guys that I that I, that I I have high hopes for, Jeremiah Wells, Philly Tough, and Adrian Inez. Um, this is in Austin, Texas, too. Adrian Inez is a Texas boy, but he's from Houston. Jasmine Gisavacious, know that name, versus Natalie Sylvia. Don't know much about either of these women. I, I've seen Jasmine fight. I need to dig in a little bit more. Gloria de Paula versus Maria Oliveira. Two Brazilians battling out. Need to dig in a little more of that female fight as well. I always wait a little bit. To dig in the females because I'm so bad at it that I spend a little extra time on it. Um, and then I end up never betting in anyway because I'm, you know, track record's horrible. Danny Chavez versus Ricardo Ramos. Chavez disappointed me his last time out. You know, he looked really good in his debut, and last time out he just looked like a complete dud, but explosive, strong dude. So we got Cody Stamen versus Eddie Wyland. Got a very strong lean on this fight. This could be a slime ball candidate. Um, Eddie Wyland, I didn't know he was still fighting. He still is. He's getting Cody Stamen. He's a fucking stud. So it is what it is. Kyle Dawkins, Roman Delice. They've been trying to make this fight forever. Dawkins, I think, is a stud. Roman Delice is a fucking, uh, what is it, adulterer? A goddamn adulterer? Um, he stole straight JP Bay's girlfriend, Cheyenne Bay's, who now goes by Cheyenne Blissmas. If you don't know, Roman Delice straight stole her, bro. They trained together. She's training at the gym with Roman, training with her husband, who was her chief corner, was banging this dude behind her husband's back, and then straight moved to the country Georgia with him. Man, Roman Delice. I mean, he looks just like a big, full of body hair to me, but the guy's, you know, guy gets chicks. Kyle Dawkins, him, very interesting fight. Roman likes to get to the fight to the ground. Kyle, awkward body, good striking, but very good on the ground. Uh, Roman slowed down in some fights in the past. Kyle has pretty good cardio, very interesting. In the first fight, at least as of right now, it's Phil Hall's drawing win. Fight they've been making forever. I got another strong lean on this as well. Both wrestlers, both like to stand up. Completely different body types, Phil Hall's. Good size dude, I mean, good size height, ripped the shit, drawing win, 5'6", a little fat, but they're both stud wrestlers, and they both have pretty decent power, so uh, yeah, man, this is a fucking decent little card for for, for a Saturday afternoon, it starts at 4, I'll be at my my baby, my baby's, um, her, her, bah, 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 her birthday party starts at 2 on Saturday, so I might be watching on the phone for a little bit, but I'll be home you know, for the most of it, for the for for, for the uh, for for the rest of it, but starts at four. Incredible card right now. Fourteen fights. I'm excited. That's fourteen possible cash tickets. I got a pretty good idea with the slime balls right now. I got to dive in a little bit more. Make sure I'm crossing my T's, crossing my eyes. Dot my lowercase chase. What's what's crossing your eyes mean? I don't know. All right, listen, Brian Petrie, MMA on Twitter. At Brian Petrie MMA on Twitter. It's not MMA Takes Podcast. Got a couple messages on IG or, excuse me, on YouTube asking me, hey, is it still the same? If you've been following me this whole time, it shouldn't have changed. You don't need to go follow me, but go follow Brian Petrie MMA on Twitter. MMA Takes Podcast everywhere else on YouTube and on IG. I apologize. I do not keep up my IG game as much as I should. I do see all your positive messages. I try to respond to most as most as I can. You guys are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. Uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to work on that as well. More video content coming out. Go rate and review on iTunes when you listen to this. 
Uh, five stars, one star, doesn't matter. Go rate and review. We're at 57. Let's get to 60. You gorgeous, gorgeous people. And that is it. That is the show. One more time. Happy birthday to my beautiful, beautiful daughter, Winnie James Petrie. I love you. Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name.